as God intended. Let's go. And welcome, healers, to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. And thank you so very much for listening in today. I'm Dr. H, and make sure you listen in with me and all of my healing homies, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Janice Schmidt, and Dr. Brian Artis, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the America Out Loud talk radio network and via recorded podcasts at americaoutloud.com. You can also check us out on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora Network. Just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, wherever you might be, and listen in at your leisurely pace. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference integrity and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code OUT LOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all of the wonderful America Out Loud sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. All right, folks. Um, and you can, of course, check out Dr. Ed Group, Dr. Brian Artis, uh, Dr. Janice Schmidt, and myself, myself, self, self, I'll get it out, myself, Dr. H, at uh, Healing for the Ages. Go to HealingForTheAges.com, Dallas, Texas, and virtual everywhere around the world, September 8th and 9th. And make sure you check out our free masterclass on Thursday, September 7th. These are definitely going to be conversations you don't want to miss. All right, folks, we have a really, really, really great show for you today. Um, we're going to get into some of the teaching. I want to, one of the big questions I think a lot of people have out there is, you know, alkaline. What do you keep hearing this word alkaline? What does that really mean? I keep hearing, you know, about having an alkaline diet and how important it is and, and things of that nature. So I wanted to kind of give you some framework to work with because you have great questions and we want to make sure we get those questions answered for you every single day. Uh, but before we get into all of that, uh, I just, I, I had this really cool thought. I just wanted to share some stuff with you if I could, you know, I am um, super, super excited today. Uh, today, we're going to be starting uh, another group, bringing another group of people, um, just people really dedicated towards recovering and figuring out uh, what's been going on in their body and, um, you know, how to deal with these, uh, you know, genetic bioweapons, you know, that have been unleashed, you know, all over these genetic infections, just, you know, how they've, in my opinion, weaponized or attempting to weaponize the microbiome against us. Um, uh, and it may go even deeper than that. You know, we, we don't know. Our research has taken us this far. We feel confident about what we've learned about the N1 methylated pseudouridine. We feel confident um, about pseudouridine that your body makes and its role in causing massive protein synthesis errors. We've we're confident in the research uh, that the spike glycoprotein injures the liver, injures the brain, injures the nervous system, injures the endothelium, the inner lining of the blood vessels, injures, uh, injures cells and mitochondria and really inhibits cell signaling. I mean, you've heard me describe this so many times. So it's just a wrecking ball. 
And it's a wrecking ball that has every appearance that it was inspired by the study of deadly venoms, you know, and um, which makes it, you know, even more disconcerting You know, when you start thinking about the, the moral implications of something like that, you know, and what would possess someone to even, you know, come up with a, a thought like that and then unleash that thought, not against their enemies, but against their own people will makes you start wondering, do they see their own people as their enemies? Do they see each of us as enemies, you know, and the useless eaters and sheep and slaves that we're described to be, right? And I look at these brave people, you know, who, who come to me with, with so much hope that it's my duty to fulfill that hope. You know, and I, I struggle with this every day. Uh, I struggle with the, the deep desire to do this work um, and, and to be successful in doing this work. You know, I've pride myself that, you know, the only way to fail is to quit and that there's no quit, you know, in me and there's no quit anyone that um, I work alongside. Um, it's just really a beautiful experience to see so many people come together, people who are recovering, you know, really truly becoming students and doing their own research and and starting to send me texts, you know, with, hey, doc, what do you think about this? Did you see this? Have you seen this research? You know, um, it's incredible. The, the people that I, I work alongside, so many of them with the Canadian COVID Care Alliance um, and you know, just their, the incredible research that they bring to the table and the incredible desire they have to help people heal. You know, it's really um, uh, the work that we're doing um, and the intention that we're doing this work in, um, you know, the work we're doing with Dr. Brian Artis, with Dr. Janice Schmidt, with Dr. Ed Group, you know, this, this work um, and so many more people that we we do collaborate with, you know, Kevin McKernan, Sabine Hazan, Dr. James Lyons Weiler, you know, the great Dr. Judy Mikovits, and all these wonderful people that we do um, collaborate and share information. What are we seeing? What are we, what are we learning? Are we, are we, you know, are we understanding the problem? And if we understand the problem, where are the solutions, right? Well, this is the highlight of my life. You know, I mean, there's no greater highlight than being a dad or being a mom, right? Um, love being a dad. Um, that is the pinnacle. But this work is is close. You know, this work is is sacred that we do. This this work it demands so much of us, and it demands so much attention and and so much energy and. Um, just so much, you know, heart, you know, coming from the right place. Like you, you can't have the endurance that you need to do this work, whether you're recovering or whether you're helping people recover, you just can't have that endurance that you need if you're not coming from that, that right place of, you know, one of my questions I ask myself in the mornings, um, you know, can I do this work, his work, you know, um, with my heart in the right place. You know, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Am I doing this for the right reasons? Because it's the only way you can have this kind of endurance. 
you know, if you're doing this for fame or fortune, you would have left long ago. It's so much easier to find fame and fortune with much less effort um, involved. Um, so we don't do it for that. Are you doing this work for, you know, selflessly for the people that really need someone to be doing this work? And I can look in the mirror and I can get on my knees and pray and go, yeah, I am. And the, and the people that I work with are too. So we're we're starting a new group today, and I'm just I'm I'm really excited. You know, I'm I'm really excited about the potential because we've learned so much in so little time. Um, and that's what happens when you work with people. That's what happens when you listen to them. That's what happens when you ask hard questions and you you go digging and you start finding. Oh my God, they've been this has been hiding in front of our faces this whole time. So much of this. And that the rabbit holes go deep and then you get to the bottom of one rabbit hole and then a whole another rabbit hole or series of rabbit holes opens up because new questions open up and you go, oh my God, starts to hit you the gravity of, of just how much evil thought has gone into this. You know, I mean, if you're going to defeat your enemy, you have to know your enemy, which means you have to study them like they've studied us. And it takes you into some dark corners, no doubt. It takes you into some days of despair, no doubt. You know, it takes you into some trials of the soul, whether you're in, especially for the people recovering, you know, the, the trials of the soul that they go through. And I think for me, you know, what they need, and I, I, at least some of what they need, they need answers. They need, but they, before we can get to those answers, they need someone that cares. And so when you see me around people, it's because those people care. If I'm if I'm hanging out with somebody, it's because I I know that person and I know what's in their heart. And I know what what they really intend with it, you know. And I, I think the the people who love you have really announced themselves, you know. I think it's important to to take a moment and acknowledge them. I think it's important to take a moment and be grateful for them is, you know, truth be told, nobody has to do this. You know, all the people making these sacrifices that you see me working alongside, nobody has to do this. Why do they do it? Because they love you, because they love life itself, because they love God. And, and we're all grateful for the gift of existence, you know, um, and that existence does not have to be something uh, that includes tyranny and existence doesn't have to be and shouldn't be something that includes evil. And especially when children are involved, especially moms or dads and are involved, you know. And so we're grateful to, you know, be in, in partnership and collaboration with folks who like Malcolm, right, with America Out Loud that he didn't have to do any of this. He didn't have to put a show like this on, you know, he wanted to, it was in his heart to do it. Um, you know, Brian didn't have, he's so busy. He didn't have to do this, you know, show. I, I've had my reservations about doing the show and I'm so glad that I did it. I said, yeah, let's just go ahead and do it. Um, you know, Nicola, she doesn't have to do it. She's super busy. Jana, Dr. J, same thing. And it comes down to why we do this. We do it because we love you. 
you know, we have a group starting later today with me, and that's really my first message to them. It's going to be like, look, let's get right to it. We're doing this because we love you. So when you have these moments of despair, when you have these moments of hopelessness, when you have these moments of just feeling like you don't know if you can go on, I think there's a bigger pool of love that you can tap into. And it's there. Even if you don't know people personally, even if it's, if it's not so in your face, ever present, it's still there. And it's always welcoming you to tap into it. It's a bottomless well of, of love. You know, I, I, I don't know what we're going to see today. I'm, I'm so curious, you know. Um, we're doing things a little bit differently with this group, this new group that's coming. We're slowing it down. We're, we're going to just grab the runaway horse that our thoughts can be sometimes, especially when we're not in a good situation. We're going to grab the reins on that horse and say, no, horse, you, you, we need you. We need this energy. We need this thoughts, but we need this energy bridled. We need this energy directed. We need this energy focused. And when we do that, we give ourselves a chance because that's what we're talking about right here in the great unknown is giving ourselves a chance. When we fight for justice and for each other, we give ourselves a chance. When we are persistent, we give ourselves a chance. When we refuse to give in to that which we know is wrong, we give ourselves a chance. When we wake up every morning and go, you know, I might not feel good today, and this is to all of you recovering, and you still go about the business of working towards your own healing, you give yourself a chance. My experience throughout my entire career, my, my life has been that when we give ourselves that chance, God carries us the rest of the way. Now, wonderful the thought that that it really is. That we're never alone, that you don't have to do things alone, and that what an amazing experience life can be when we openly show that we love each other. Is there a more profound, a more potent, a more needed medicine right now than that? this willingness to show each other that we love each other. If there is, I want to know it. <laughs> it's not a competition because there's so many great things out there, but I don't know how you get through this without love. I don't know how you get to where we have to get to without love. I don't know how you get to where we have to get to without some of that love being tough love. I don't know how you get to that place we've got to get to with some of that love being an absolute refusal to give in under any circumstances and for any reason that we will not, we will not bow and we will not be broken. We will not surrender who we are and what we believe in to anyone least of all these criminals that walk freely among us. We will not give in to the dark 
nightmare they seek to create. When you have that mentality, and that's what I bring to the table, imparting that mentality, that grit that we need right now. I know our victory is foregone conclusion because that grit has been exactly what has gotten us this far. So it must be pretty special in its own right. And it must be based on love itself. You know, today I'm going to talk to you about alkalinity and acidic foods and things like that. I want you to understand what they're there for. They're there to help support your grit. All the things we talk about are there to help you support your grit. So when the moments of truth come up and they come up far more frequently than they ever have in the past, you can pass those tests with flying colors and maintain the beauty and the sacredness of who you really are, which is a being of light. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with more Looking for Healing Radio right after these messages. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. All right, healers, welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. Notice I said students, right? We want you to be students. The best way to be free is to be healthy. So learn how at energetichealthinstitute.org. That's holistic mission. Holistic nutrition, Dr. H. Fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and let's make tomorrow amazing for everyone. Energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, folks, and make sure I'm going to keep, uh, look, I'm, I'm going to let you know right now, until this conference launches September 8th, September 9th in Dallas, Texas, Healing for the Ages, I'm going to keep unapologetically promoting it to you. Why? Because we want you there. We want you there because all we see out there is all these people throwing everything against the wall and seeing what stick. There's no organization to the natural thought process of things. And we see the confusion and chaos that creates the doubt, the fear that creates among us. Like there is a total panic button going on right now of, oh my God, there's so much I don't know. Yes, there's so much we all don't know, but there are is so much that we can share. 
right? So yes, we want you at Healing for the Ages, whether you're following along with us all virtually, whether you're getting those great recordings, doesn't matter. You're going to learn so much about your body, how to care for this incredible gift you've been given called life, and especially how to deal with it with the new variables of all these damn bioweapons that are just so obvious now when you've really dived into Dovin, Divin, Divin, dived into the, the literature. You know, um, yeah, this is a passion project for me and it's a passion project for all of us. And, you know, we want to be those people that you trust. We want to earn it every single day, right? So I don't know about you, if I had somebody talking to me like that, I'd be curious enough to go and say, well, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to figure out a way to be there because I think these folks love me enough to be and are smart enough to be saying things that I'm going to want to hear. All right. So make sure you get to healingfortheages.com. All right. All right. Well, you know, today, folks, um, I was, I want, I want to start with a story. I was uh, I, years ago, it was like three, four years ago, right? Um, maybe even a little bit longer. Uh, I, you know, you get into these egghead wars with people where somebody was arguing with me about pH and alkalinity and that whole alkaline diet stuff is nonsense, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's all voodoo and witchcraft and da, 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 da. And it's like, wow, you are indoctrinated. You are spouting off ignorant statement after ignorant statement, but that's all right. I'm going to love you anyway. Um, and so, you know, it, you, you get into these conversations with people about, you know, look, let me break down for you the science of it. Yes, I do agree the way that many people express alkalinity and acidity as it terms to diet doesn't make a lot of sense, doesn't make everything they're saying wrong, but it's just, it's not really in the way we would like it to be scientific. And that's, that's what is so crazy about natural medicine. There's nothing more scientific than natural medicine and understanding the natural phenomenon and of the, of nature and how nature interacts with the natural phenomenon of, of human anatomy and physiology and biochemistry and, and energetic system chakras and meridians and, um, and how all that manifests as an emotional output, right? How you can actually read what's going on. I can, I, I teach my students how to look at somebody's meal, what they just ate. And based upon these principles of alkalinity and acidity, be able to discern and kind of predict what that person's going to mood is going to be like in about two to four hours as that food starts to really digest and come in. Like you can look at what somebody's going to eat and know what the emotional output is going to be for them, right? It's, it's not really crazy. If somebody's drinking organic herbal tea, two hours later, their mood is going to be pretty placid. You know, you take somebody and you put, you know, what, 32, 64 ounces of sugar and GMOs and all kind of food dyes and colorings that are neuro excitatory, you know, neuroinflammatory, things like that. You know, I'm talking, of course, about fountain drink sodas and you make sure the water is polluted that, you know, that's it. Of course, what's going to come out of them. They're going to have a sugar rush. They're going to be really hyped up for about 15, 20 minutes. And 
then their body's just going to crash as it tries to reestablish homeostasis. It's going to try to take them offline to sleep so it can reestablish homeostasis, right? Um, you know, that's to say nothing of looking at what people are eating going, okay, that, that meal is going to create frustration in you. That meal is going to create fear in you. That meal is going to create anxiety. In you. I mean, it's, it's actually not really hard to see when you know what you're looking at. And a lot of that is based upon the principles of alkalinity and of course, the principles of eating organically and, and clean and, and things of that nature. Well, I'm getting into this argument with, with, uh, with somebody, I forget who it was and then who it was, it wasn't really important. It's okay for us to disagree, but we can get in this argument with them because they're talking about, you know, alkalinity and acidity as if it's this garbage concept. And I had to stop them for a second and say, yeah, it is kind of a garbage concept the way most people teach it. Most people teach it, you know, and the, the big argument was, well, lemons are acidic outs, you know, outside of the body. If we take a pH strip, right, and we put a pH strip on a lemon, you know, or put it in some lemon juice, it's going to be super acidic, right? Why and how in the world could you say that that would be alkaline for or alkalizing for the body? And I was like, well, okay, let me explain this to you. Let me explain a little bit about how beautiful physiology really is. So when we talk about pH, pH is a scale, right? If we're talking about a measurement, it's a scale of zero to 14 with seven right in the middle being considered neutral. And that's where water is supposed to be at seven. Now, when you test tap water and most waters, most waters are actually slightly acidic these days, which tells you that the entire pH of the planet and, and our, our environment is really thrown off. And a lot of that has to do with pollution and geoengineering. All right. And that's a whole nother topic right there. It also has to do with deforestation in a major way as well. These are the, you know, the, but that, but it, those are other things. Still, water is supposed to be seven neutral on that skill. So anything less than seven is said to be acidic. Anything greater than seven is said to be basic. Now we bring in the word alkaline when we talk about applying that principle, acidity, neutral, basic. We bring in alkalinity when we're talking about applying that to the human body and to our diets, what we eat, what we put in. Acidic is still acidic. Neutral is still neutral at seven. But alkalinity now replaces the word basic. And what you learn when you study medicine and study the human body is that the bloodstream, for example, likes to be at 7.35 to 7.45, which is slightly alkaline. That the cells and the cell environments like to be at about 7.5 or so right? Maybe a little, little higher, a little lower, but they like to be slightly alkaline, that your body actually likes to be slightly alkaline, except for certain organs and certain cells. Immune cells have a tendency to be very acidic. Why? Acidity is what breaks things down. Think of acidity as breaking things down. Think of alkalinity as building things up. And your body is in a constant state of remodeling, building and breaking, building and breaking, building and breaking. So you need some acidity and you need a lot of alkalinity. You need a, some acidity to break things down and a lot of alkalinity to build things up. Well, 
the big problem that many people have when they are trying to understand this concept is what that person expressed about the lemon. The big problem that so many people have is that the lemon is like, well, it's acidic outside of the body. Therefore, it must be acidic inside of the body. And that's true of a lot of substances, but not something like lemons. Lemons are very interesting. If we measure the pH of a lemon outside of the body, it is clearly acidic. However, when you bring lemon into the body, something magical happens. Our physiology transforms that acidity and uses that acidity to turn it into alkalinity. And so what we teach at the Energetic Health Institute is something called the net pH effect for that reason, because I got tired of trying to explain to people acidity versus alkalinity. I got tired of it because I was like, look, outside of the body and inside of the body are two different things. You have to appreciate this. And if I keep calling you know, a diet acidic or alkaline, what I'm, and I keep saying it based upon people's perceptions of pH, then it makes it easy for folks to look at what I'm saying and discredit it and say, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Lemons are acidic. That's stupid. But if I say net effect pH, now what I'm doing is establishing a new paradigm and saying, yeah, I'm acknowledging that outside of the body, the lemons are acidic. But what I'm going to demand you do is acknowledge that when that lemon comes into the body, it becomes alkaline, that the summation of vitamins, minerals, bioflavonoids, especially, that when hesperidin, all these amazing things, that when it comes into the body, the net effect that it has upon the body is to help alkalize the human body. How do I know that? How do I know it does that? Simple testing yet again. But this time what we're doing is we're testing the urine using pH strips before and after. We test the urine before you take the lemon in, and then we test the urine after you take the lemon in. And what do we find in many cases, almost every case, except in cases where someone's allergic to lemons, what do we find? We find that the lemon makes the urine more alkaline. Well, how is that possible? The lemon was at a very, very acidic level outside of the body, but then when you brought it in, it did something to the urine. It increased the alkalinity of the person's urine. How does it do that? Why would that happen? Well, we know lemon has beautiful properties for being hepatoprotective, meaning it protects the liver. We know that it brings the bioflavonoids in that help reinforce those blood vessels that get destroyed by spike glycoprotein. We know that there's vitamins and minerals that assist, you know, just normal cellular function. But what we find is that when you bring something in the body, the body can transform the pH of that substance and make it more acidic or make it more alkaline, that the body works with what we put in it. Shock, news alert, right? And when you understand that basic concept, now you begin to get what pH really is. See, yes, there is pH outside of the body, the pH, if we just measure the pH of a food, if we just measure the pH of a fluid, yes. 
but that doesn't really matter when we're talking about health. I shouldn't say that that's a bit of a strong statement. It doesn't matter as much to the point where it, it can completely discredit a thought like this. It's not what a food or substance does outside of the body that's so, you know, we're talking about nutrition, we're talking about foods. It's not what a food does outside of the body. It's what it does once it comes into the body. And that's why knowing delayed food allergies for yourself is so important because let's say we were talking about lemons and, you know, and everybody's like, yeah, you should have a little bit of lemon in your water, right? You put a little couple drops of lemon in your water or something like that, right? Well, what, what happens if you put a couple of drops of lemon in your water and you didn't realize you were allergic to lemons? Well, now that thing that was acid outside the body is going to make your urine more acidic too, right? And the key idea here, healers, is it's not about what that food pH-wise is outside of the body. It's about what the pH the net effect pH that that food creates in your body once you bring it in. You bring sugar, refined sugars into your body. Guess what? Acidic, straight up acidic. It's going to feed all kind of bad bacteria, good bacteria too, but it's going to feed all kind of bad bacteria. It's just going to create a nightmare of disease in your body. Refined sugar will. All right. There's nothing more disease forming in terms of substances than sugar. That's, you know, we, it's not an accident. We went from in the early 1900s, average person consumed three pounds of sugar a year to now the, you see some studies say anywhere from a range of about 120 pounds to all, all the way up to, I've seen studies show 360 pounds of sugar in a year. It's almost, some people are consuming almost a pound of sugar a day. And I'm talking refined sugar here. So what is that telling us? You know, and that includes, of course, high fructose corn syrup and all those those sweeteners. But what does that tell us? That people are feeding disease like nobody's business because they're bringing nothing but acidity into their system. Remember, you need some acidity and you need a whole lot more alkalinity. So what does this take us to? It takes us to this understanding of net effect pH. And that's not about what the food does outside the body. It's what it does in the body. And how do you measure that? Urine is a great way, just checking your urine. You know, here's here was my pH, and then I had some food, and then I checked my pH after that, and you can tell whether the foods you ate were alkalizing or whether they were um, acidifying for you. If your urine pH goes up, guess what? What you ate was alkalizing. If your urine pH goes down, guess what? What you ate was acidifying. It's just really that simple. But you use the urine pH to measure that. Now, that in and of itself is exciting right there. But it gets even more exciting and more powerful and potent for you when you understand the simplicity of some of these, these categories, when you understand the simplicity of what you're really, really looking at. See, that's what's so cool about natural medicine healers. It's, it's not that crazy. It's not that hard to figure out. It's incredibly scientific, believe me, but it's not that hard to figure out. It's not like, oh my God, I'm, it's going to take me years to figure this. No, 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 no. You don't have to be a PhD to master this and, and to make it, well, I should say, you don't have to be a PhD to make it incredibly functional for you. 
you know, it comes down to let's clean our air, let's clean our water, let's make sure we're eating clean food. I mean, it's, it really comes down to that simplicity. It comes down to the simplicity of, you know, I'm going to make sure I set all that stuff up. Then I'll bring some supplements in because that's what the word implies. It's supplementing. You're supplementing something. What are you supplementing? Well, I'm supplementing my intake of clean air, clean water, and clean food. Okay. It's not so complex now, right? And it just becomes a learning of, oh my God, this is all this is so confusing. No, not really. No, not really. It's just unknown. And the thing about you being a student is the unknown can become known very quickly, especially when you have good teachers. Because a teacher isn't trying to overwhelm you with information. What a teacher wants you to do is experience what you're doing. And that's what myself and all the folks I work with bring to the table. So, um, you know, we'll be right back with more Looking for Healing Radio right after these messages, folks. We're going to talk about some specific foods, some foods that you're like, oh, this is great. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, but it's, I want to show you how simple this really, really is, you know? And, and if somebody wants to poo-poo it and discredit it and all that, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and be a fool all you want, you know? It's all good to me. You know, it's not going to change my point of view or how I'm living my life because I found something that is protecting my grit. I found something that's feeding and giving me grit. And I found that something that is giving me all the energy that I need to express that grit and protect what I really am after, which is my freedom and my joy. All right. We'll be right back with more Looking for Healing Radio right after these messages. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. All right, healers, welcome back once again. Um, you know, I was just thinking, I, I was watching, there was a Darkest Hour, I think this the biographic about um, 
Winston Churchill. And one of the things that he did, I really admire, and I do try to channel him a little bit. I, I, I'm just really a big fan of somebody who's straight DGAF all the time, you know, and just going to do what's right. But I, um, one of the things I really admired about him was uh, that when nobody was listening to him and no one wanted to even consider that there was a great evil upon them, even though, you know, there were so many signs. Um, he stayed on the radio. That was how, actually how the British people came to know him deeply was he would do a weekly radio address and constantly keep people's morale up and do his, and before the war broke out, do his best warning the British people about, you know, the evil that was happening across the channel, you know, in Germany and Nazi Germany. And so I try to channel that. I hope I, I hope I, you feel a little bit of that, you know, I want to, I want to bring that resolve, you know, to the table here. I want to bring that grit. I want to bring those things, but the easiest way for me to bring it is to give you skills so that you can replenish it in yourself every day. And that that's what we're talking about here with foods. I mean, that's what really clean air, clean water, clean foods do is they impart something beyond what's measurable in terms of vitamins and minerals and other uh, phytochemical compounds. They impart something into us that is resilient, something into us that is deeply connected, something in us that reminds us of the divinity that lives within us. And so if you're eating you know, quote unquote food. And I do do the whole Dr. Evil quotes, the food, if you're eating the food, you know, and you have to open packages. If you have to open a package, there's really nothing in there. You know, it's really just building blocks, not so much an energy associated with it, at least a positive energy associated with it. So it's important to make sure you're eating foods that come from the ground. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, you only eat that. I mean, I, I eat meat, don't get it twisted. I, I, but I eat clean meat. It's got to be organic. It's got to be free of the damn mRNA shots for sure now. But I, I eat these, you know, I eat, I eat that too. Um, but what it comes down to is understanding like there's, there's a per basic percentage of alkaline foods versus acidic foods. And, and I like Dr. Group's rule. He has a 90, 10 rule, you know, and that, that kind of extends to something like this where, you know, he's, he'll say like 90% of his diet, I'm sure is, is very alkaline and it gives him 10% for acids and building blocks and things like that. And, you know, and indulgences, you know what I mean? Where it's like, look, you, you know, look, we're all human still, right. Beautifully human. Well, um, where we start with folks when we're talking about alkalinity versus acidity, because a lot of people are like, okay, I, I get it. I'm going to talk with you about some foods in this section, in this segment, but what percentage doc should it be? Well, my first thing to everybody is we start with organic, right? Because organic is going to have a higher nutrient content, but it's also going to just taste better. Oh my God. If you ever want to just taste the differences of things, go and get yourself some organic produce versus some some uh, pesticide filled produce and take a bite, like especially strawberries, take a bite of an organic strawberry versus a, a non-organic piece of crap strawberry, right? 
and you, you be the judge. Let your taste buds help you out with this one. It's pretty straightforward. Um, it's a damn shame that we have to spend more on that. You know, <laughs> um, it's a damn shame that organic foods aren't where our tax dollars are subsidizing regenerative organics and biodynamics. And these things are not what are being subsidized. Like that's ridiculous to me. You know, it's completely ass backwards. Um, but where we encourage people to begin is 70%. 70% of your purchased foods should be organic. Like that's where I begin with everyone. The goal of course, is to get as close to 100% as we can. Um, and I would say like in my household, we're probably in the 97 percentile, something like that. You know, like everything is organic. Um, God, I actually can't think of something we buy that isn't organic. I'm trying to think of something we buy regularly that every now and then I'll get some turkey jerky, you know, that's not organic. And I'm going to be cutting that out because I'm really concerned now about um, it's not KFOD, but it, and, getting really concerned about just mRNA in it. So that's probably going to be dropped pretty soon. But other than that, yeah, everything, everything's organic from our spices and our herbs to our oils, um, to our snacks, um, tortillas, even, you know, we just had some tacos last night, all of our produce. Absolutely. I will not put a non-organic piece of produce into my body. Um, we are oat milk. We don't drink, uh, we don't drink any dairy, uh, any dairy milk or anything like that. Um, God, I'm just going through my refrigerator, my freezer right now, my cupboards. Yeah. Everything's organic. So it's pretty damn close to a hundred, but I didn't start there. Right. I started with some explorations. I started with, you know, a few things and then, you know, it, it grows. So the, the starting point, we encourage everybody is 70% organic. Now, what did you do with that? You just eliminated all these pesticides. Why is that important? That's important because when you're looking at acidity versus alkalinity, anything that is GMO'd, genetically modified, anything that is CAFO'd, so confined animal feeding operation, you know, that, that, that feedlot meat, anything that falls into those categories, um, uh, anything that has pesticides all over it, you know, so if it's got pesticides, if it's got GMOs, if it's got that stupid new appeal crap from Bill fricking Gates on it, if it's got the um, GMOs, you know, if it's, if they've been, if the animal's been fed GMOs, that's what's in the tissue. So you might as well be eating GMOs. That's how they're trying to see they, they want to get it into your body because they know it creates disease. All that stuff by definition is the most acidifying substances you can put in your body, throw in sugar on top of that, you know, and now, and what do you see? That's the standard American diet, fast food. What do you got? You got GMOs, you got KFO meat, you got non-organic produce and you got sugar. That's what fast food is. It is the most acidifying substance. It's the most acidifying meal you can put into your body. There is literally no alkalinity in it. And I mean, literally no alkalinity in it whatsoever. It is not food. It is poison. We call it food. We call it fast food. We used to call it junk food. The joke of the whole thing is that it's never been food. It's poison. And it's one of the best poisons out there. And that's why they spend 
the amount of money they have learning how to add sugar and other chemicals to it to make it taste good and make you get addicted to it. It's so bad that if they didn't add that much sugar to it, you'd never eat it. It's so bad that if they didn't put those chemicals into it, you'd never want it again. Mind control, MK Ultra, Nazis, you getting it yet? Yes. It became an accepted practice in the quote-unquote fast food industry. So what's the most acidifying foods? Those fast foods. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone can eat that stuff. I think it's a testament to the, the gorgeousness, the, the, the grandeur of the human body, the human physiology and the cellular biochemistry that people can eat that poison even once and not die instantly. That's how poisonous it is. It's a, you ever wonder why even bugs won't eat a French fry from these fast food places? You put a you put a potato out there, bugs will be all over. You just sit an organic potato outside, it, bugs will be all over it trying to get to it. You put a French fry from one of these fast food places out there, bug won't even touch it. Be in your car underneath your the seat of your car for months, won't even turn moldy, won't even degrade or anything like that. It's a basically like an embalming, you know, vehicle. It's gonna it's gonna preserve your body. It's ridiculous. So that's the most acidifying, right? So now you know that you go, okay, well, that's hopefully not going to fall into your body, you know, by choice or otherwise, but what can go into your body? That's very alkalizing. The most alkalizing substance in the entire world is oxygen. That's why cleaning your air is so food. It's why we look at oxygen as a nutrient. I mean, it blows my mind how many people talk about nutrition and don't talk about oxygen. It blows my mind about how many people talk about nutrition and don't talk about clean water. They just talk about how much you have to put in your body every day. Well, how about we talk about the importance of it being clean because it is not clean coming out of the tap. It is hard to find clean water coming out of bottles. And that's why we teach people how to purify their own water now. That I know and can confidently do. Well, after you get through oxygen is the most alkalizing substance. The second most uh, alkalizing substance is chlorophyll. And that's why you'll hear me say, eat something green every day, put something green, some green food in your body every single day. For me at the minimum, it's chlorella, a green superfood, the most chlorophyll uh, dense food on the planet, full amino acid profile, essential fatty acids, tons of uh, vitamins and minerals in it. And you put that in your body, it's a blood cleanser. It's a, a blood purifier. It supports the formation of new red blood cells. Red blood cells carry that oxygen. So that's going to be an even additional um, uh, alkalizing component. It's the most important thing to put in your body every day, chlorophyll, something with green every single day, because green becomes red in our body, red blood cells. So we start looking at the most alkalizing foods. You know, this is where you get into um, organic spinach, organic kale, of course, cooked. I'm not into the raw kale uh, because it has isothiocyanates in it that um, inhibit the thyroid function. 
um, collard greens, Swiss, or I'm saying organic, I'm keep saying organic, organic Swiss chard, organic greens, organic broccoli, oh, and broccolini, my favorite, um, organic arugula and organic seaweeds, nori, wakame, kombu, hijiki. These are all the things that are going to be net effect alkalizing on your body, for your body, right? The chlorellas, the spirulinas, the, you know, these are going to really make it happen. Fermented foods, the net effect is going to be, if it's an organic fermented food, the net effect is going to be alkalizing. It's going to help establish a great microbiome balance that helps maintain the pH of your body. Remember, it's net effect. I don't care what it does outside of the body. I care what happens once it comes into the body and what it's doing. Now, with that being said, now that we've covered the two extremes, right? The two, the two edges, green, organic green versus non-organic GMO, CAFO meat, sugar, right? The two extremes of the spectrum. If the majority of your meals, even half of your meals, even slightly less than half your meals, even a couple meals a week are in that GMO, CAFO meat, non-organic produce, ridiculous amounts of sugar. And that far outweighs what you're doing on the alkaline side of things. What do you know? You are forcing your body out of balance. And what is your body designed to do? It's designed to maintain balance. It's designed to maintain balance. So if you're constantly pushing it way out of balance with these acidifying foods, it's going to have to work way harder just to reestablish homeostasis. And that's going to come at a cost. That's going to come at a cost typically of mineral composition in your body. And it's going to come at a cost at cellular changes. It's going to come at a cost of how you feel. It's going to come at a cost. And that's why I say you can look at somebody's meal and know, is that going to be frustration two hours later that comes out of them? Is that going to be tired, fatigue, sugar crash two hours later, is that going to be um, fear, anxiety? Yes, you can look and see people eating fear or eating what's going to become fear in their body, eating so many CAFO meats, because that happens too. Well, now what you have is an understanding. Okay, so doc, you're telling me my goal is 70% organic. Absolutely. Start at 70% organic and start working your way towards 100%. Absolutely. And then you say, well, doc, but you know, I, I do like to have certain things. Yeah, sure. It's your life. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm sharing with you what's possible. So we say to people, you know, we really like to really advocate for 80-20 at the school. 80% of your diet is alkaline. 20% of your diet is acidic. That allows for you to have amino acids like that. It allows for you to have ascorbic acid, vitamin C. It allows you to have acids because we understand acids are important. You need acids to break things down, just like you need alkalinity to build things up. And it's not what the foods do outside of the body. It's what they do inside of the body. And what's important about that? What's important about that is the net effect pH. What does it do? to confer, hopefully, your diet alkalinity to you so it can support love. It can support 
grit. It can support resiliency. It can support all the things that we need to support right now because we're in a spiritual war. Well, if you're in a spiritual war, you better be spiritually fed, spiritually nourished. And that's not just about reading the good book. It's about what you put into your body so you can read the good book. You get me? <laughs> All right, healers. Well, I think that's enough for today. Um, we'll come back to this topic because, of course, there's way more foods than this. And there's a whole spectrum that we lay them out for people to kind of consider. But I want to say to you, remember that the only medicine is natural medicine because natural medicine first does no harm. An organic strawberry for someone who's not allergic to a strawberry isn't going to do harm. Now, if that strawberry you're allergic to, that strawberry maybe was slightly alkalizing because it was organic and it was delicious and it had minerals in it. Well, if your body's allergic to it, then it's just going to make it acidic. Right? And that's why you want to know what your delayed food allergies are so that when you eat foods, you know what their net effect upon you is going to be. We got a lot to unlearn, but we're going to unlearn it together so we can learn something better, something filled with love, logic, and light, because we are beings of light. And that's where we should look within first. So I say to you, may God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely, founder of the Energetic Health Institute. Thank you so much for listening in and make sure to tune in every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific for more Looking for Healing Radio. Until then, I say to you, aloha and adios. Adios.